This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. This is AMI Audio Live, bringing community events closer to you. Thank you for joining us on this Tuesday evening, October 15th, and we're at a very uh, lovely occasion and event right now. I'm Ramya Amuthan, co-host of Kelly and & Company, and actually emceeing this event is Kelly McDonald. We're, of course, talking about the event that we've been previewing for the last little while now, an evening in the key of balance. Uh, it's a Balance for Blind Adults event happening here at the El Green Theatre at the Miles Nadell Jewish Community Centre in downtown Toronto, near Bloor and Spadina. We still have a lot of people filtering in and the event should be starting momentarily. Um, on this AMI Audio Live broadcast, we'll basically be taking you through the live event. Of course, as I said, emceed by Kelly McDonald. We have a ton of performances as it is a concert, a benefit concert and reception for the next hour and a half or so. And uh, I'll take you through some of the, the key performers that will be coming up on stage but uh, just a little background this benefit concert and reception was established to raise funds to support balances in innovative group programming focused on wellness so they are thanking their sponsors their donors and everyone coming out tonight to support and it's a music-filled evening, as I said, followed by a lovely wine and cheese reception. And, uh, of course, that part of the event will also be featuring some great music. As Margaret Weldon, our in-the-know contributor on Kelly & Company, very kindly alluded to. Uh, the evening will be opening with Susanna McCleary, traditional and klezmer fiddler, accompanied by Dorothy DeVell, who's a pianist. And then the main performer and featured performer of the night, Michael Arnowit, classical and jazz pianist and composer. We'll be hearing a ton of his pieces. Uh, very excited to hear a variety from Michael, including jazz and uh, original productions that he has created specifically for this event tonight. That would be very exciting. I'm not sure if um, he'll give us some background, but I'm sure he will as he is the main performer of the night. And then the reception accompanist is... or music uh, accompanist is Tony Rossi. He's a guitarist and we heard a little bit from him on Kelly and Company last week and uh, an exclusive interview that Margaret Weldon conducted. So this event, this whole night, will be hosted by Kelly McDonald. He'll be introducing other Balance personalities and staff who work at Balance. We'll be hearing from client of Balance as well, her story and her involvement with Balance and how much of a difference Balance made in her life as she started to lose vision. And uh, it was a very a very sensitive and emotional journey for her. So we'll hear a lot from her. Her name is Kat. So um, like I said some very important people, AMI here as sponsors and as a huge support for Balance, as well as Deborah Gold. We'd like to shout her out right at the top of the the, uh, event. She's the executive director here at Balance for Blind Adults, and she was very key in putting this whole thing together, including giving us the itinerary and making sure that our broadcast is all set up tonight. Very excited about all of that. And uh, it looks like we'll be waiting a little longer for the event to get started as we're still waiting for people to filter in. So we can hear a little bit of conversation that I had 
firstly with Doug Poirier. He's the Assistive Technology Instructor and Informational uh, Information Services Coordinator for Balance for Blind Adults. Again, Doug Poirier. Very great guy, interesting guy who has been working at Balance for almost two decades now. So this is a conversation that I had with him earlier. I'm talking to a very special person right now, someone who's been involved with Balance for a really long time. Everybody knows him as they know Balance. Doug Poirier, Assistive Technology Instructor and Information Services Coordinator for Balance. How are you, Doug? I'm great, Ramya. How are you? Doing really good. Really uh, looking forward to hearing what you have to say about this concert. Um, but give us some background on yourself. How long have you been involved with Balance, working for Balance? Oh gosh, I, <laughs> too long. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no. I, by that, by that, I mean it's been a long time. I've been with Balance almost nineteen years. Wow, um, it's been great. It's been a great run. But yeah, it's been going on. It'll be nineteen years next March. So almost two decades with Balance. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that things have really changed in the organization and uh, how it is. It's grown. It's still what I would consider a pretty intimate organization, but it has grown. I'm sure in in Toronto. It has, and we're, and that's one of the things that we really want to see happen. Actually, see it grow. So, we're putting sort of. I think we're sort of putting an emphasis on that more than we ever have before. So, that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, what has grown so far um, in terms of services, staffing? Things have really taken shape for Balance, and there's a lot of people who are so loyal to the organization and your services. Yeah, we do have a we do have a number of loyal clients that do come back to us when things change for when things change, etc. In their lives, etc. They come back to us. Um, I think what's what's really the big the one of the services that we brought in actually, or that Deborah has brought in since she's taken over the organization, has been the OT component, the occupational mm-hmm. therapist component, which. Um, was I believe was we we all recognize, especially now that it's in place, was a service that was missing. It really helps to address some of the needs that, say, people like myself right. weren't, weren't qualified to uh, weren't qualified to deal with. So um, that's been one of the big differences. I think we were also running a lot more group classes yeah. um, in the community, which um, brings. Uh, you know, brings people together. It's a, it's, we find it's a great way for people to both learn and to see clients, you know, um, supporting each other. It's, it's, they've been quite successful. We also have a push now on um, uh, sort of bringing the O&M classes and, uh, and GP, uh, sorry, GPS technology together. So that's been something that we've been really trying to push forward with Blind Square and Soundscape, now the new Soundscape for Microsoft. So we're having a great time putting those together. Actually, I'm sort of overseeing that as we have a class coming up in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. That's amazing. I mean, I remember when I was younger um, and first turned 18 and heard of Balance, I thought, okay, a great place for orientation and mobility, for uh, independent living skills, things like that, where um, when we are transitioning, especially out of school, and all those school services are now kind of, uh, you know, taken away uh, with that transition out of high school, you have to turn to other organizations to give you some, some insight on how we can get more engaged with the community. And then from there, uh, it flourished into something so much more, as you're saying, right? A lot of group things, a lot of uh, technology focus and 
clients and participants working together in the low vision community uh, and blind community to make things happen. Let's talk, Doug, a little bit about the Benefit Concert, An Evening in the Key of Balance. First of all, amazing name. Um, and what you're really looking forward to at the, the concert and who you want to connect with and what that community engagement means to you. Well, I think I think I think what the um, what's going what, what I hope to see happen. I don't know how I believe will happen. Of course, is um, we it's just rec- uh, recognition in the community balance, as you said, is still relatively. You know, we're 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 still all and relatively small and getting our name out there. This is this, we haven't run too many events like this. This is certainly one of this is certainly um, different. We haven't run anything nearly like this in probably. Oh gosh, sixteen years or so. Mm-hmm. So it's been a long time. So that, in in that regard, I hope that uh, that's what I'd really like to see happen. Is to see, you know get our name out there. Um, who am I look, look, looking forward to connecting with? Um, I hope to see some of the, some of our clients. I hope to see connect with some, you know stakeholders, etc. Um, just to touch base and uh, enjoy some good music. And maybe a glass of wine. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, well, there. I know there are a lot of key individuals putting everything together, and uh, there's so much appreciation going on with the, the stakeholders, the sponsors, the people involved in just every part of putting something like this together. And I really do hope you're having a good time with all of it. Uh, we we certainly are going to try. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, Doug. Well, it was great connecting with you as well. It's been a really long time. So um, I hope that we get to talk more and collaborate more in the future and have an amazing time tonight at the Benefit Concert. Thanks so much, Ramia. Ramia, thanks for your your interest as well. Thank you. Talk to you soon. That is Doug Poirier, Assistive Technology Instructor in Information and Services coordinator with the Balance for Blind Adults, and we're featuring here on AMI-audio live the evening, an evening in the key of balance. Amazing things going on tonight, and we'd love to catch up with people who are part of the balance community, including Anita Laurinaitis, Certified Orientation and Mobility Instructor for Balance for Blind Adults. Anita was one of my mobility instructors growing up. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. <laughs> so it's a real catch-up session tonight for a lot of people uh, who were involved with Balance, are still involved with Balance, have been involved for a really long time, which brings me to my question. How long have you been with Balance, Anita? Um, this is my 12th year now. Okay, yeah. So almost as long as some other people, but a little bit newer. Have things really changed in the organization, would you say? With your role definitely. and everything? Yeah. Uh, definitely my role has changed um, changed a lot, and I think the organization, too, we're certainly providing a lot more um, varied programming, um, so it, it has changed. That's amazing. And speaking of that kind of programming, um, what do you love about the, the size, the uh, capacity that Balance has in such a huge city like Toronto? Uh, there's so many people, so many organizations, and, and a lot of community involvement for blind and low vision people overall. But in terms of what Balance does and how it treats and what it offers to the community, do you feel like there's a lot to be offered? Um, I think, yeah, definitely we do. Um, what I love about Balance is that we are small and um, we all come from a variety of different backgrounds and knowledge and connections. So we're pretty much like one-stop shopping. If one staff member doesn't know the answer, we can always go to our colleague and get an answer. 
Um, we provide, you know, customized support to improve optimal independence, which is great. And um, considering the size of the city, we pretty much do span the whole city. So yeah. it's great. Including the space, right? The space that you guys have at Balance um, that people can come in for activities or for uh, just to to have that support that you're talking about with staff. It's something that is um, has been quite a gem for people. It really has. And um, what's great is that we've actually, you know, done programming in different areas, so not just our, our main office, but we've gone out to the East End, we've done stuff more in the West End, so we try to accommodate when possible different locations, but primarily, like, we're so convenient, we're just right outside the West Station, it couldn't yeah. be any better than that. Yeah, absolutely. Anything on the TTC is a thumbs up for for people living in Toronto. For sure. <laughs> um, and speaking of TTCs, so you've done orientation and mobility, uh, and I just gave up a little bit of information at the top of the segment where I was saying that you and I did uh, O&M together when I was growing up. And I think you were one of the first people I worked with out of high school. So transitioning out of high school into the community, now having to figure out things that really weren't all that school related. Um, and as well, mm-hmm. just growing up and wanting to do more more things outside of just hanging out with the family. So <laughs> do you get a lot of different people wanting to do a lot of different things in Toronto, in and around Toronto, um, from anything as, as small as just wanting to get out of the house to trekking across the city to do something crazy? Oh, yes, definitely. So like you said, something as small as you know, just learning how to get to maybe your mailbox or learning how to use your elevator. Now people are living in these huge high-rises, so the elevator panels are full of buttons. So understanding how to get to your first floor or to your back to your floor. And then things like trekking across the city for an employment opportunity or for things, fun things like maybe coming out to um, our self-defense class that we ran over the summer. I'm just many different programming. Goal ball, like out in the, in the west end of the city. So very different, many, many routes. People have lots of different goals and places to be. And um, that's what it calls for the system and learning how to get there. Yeah. And that, that aspect of community engagement, it comes into play when uh, you're a mobility instructor, right? Because you kind of get to know uh, how much people are doing, how much they want to do, that step-by-step process of, okay, you know, last year you were walking to your mailbox and this year you're getting on a TTC bus. You get to see all that growth. For sure. For sure we do. And uh, not just um, seeing that growth, but also we tend to take that first step with them too. You know, so let's say they want to get to the local community center or their gym, but it's not just the route there. Now it's learning inside the facility, maybe um, talking to the staff, you know, breaking down barriers that maybe some instructors might have in teaching somebody who has sight loss. Yeah. So we like to um, engage them, you know, teach clients how to be the self-advocates too, and then make sure they're able to fully participate in programs that are available them. Yeah, mobility is not for, it's not something that everybody immediately goes, absolutely, I want to be independent traveling um, in a year or so. It's something that sometimes people have a lot of um, getting used to and wanting to and needing that encouragement. So I know the the huge role that mobility instructors have played in my own life. And I know that a lot of people can nod their heads to that as well as low vision and blind people living in Toronto crazy TTC systems along with everything else. Um, yeah. Anita, anything you're looking forward to and anybody you're looking forward to connecting with maybe uh, or just an overall something you want to you wanna nod your head to at the benefit concert? 
I'm really looking forward to connecting again, I guess, with Susanna. I haven't seen her in years, and to actually, I've never heard her perform. I knew she was a musician. Oh, wow. So I'm really looking forward to hearing her, her play. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And, of course, an opportunity to, to dress up as a mobility instructor. You don't really uh, get the <laughs> option to, uh, to dress up in fancy clothes. Um, and just really celebrating and honoring these, uh, these artists and raising money for a great organization. Well, congratulations, and thank you so much for your time talking with me a little bit. Uh, hopefully we can all catch up as well and have fun at the Benefit concert. Definitely. Thank you. I was talking to Anita Laurinaitis, Certified Orientation and Mobility Specialist with the Balance for Blind Adults organization. And you're tuned into an AMI-audio live broadcast featuring the Balance for Blind Adults event, An Evening in the Key of B, or An Evening in the Key of Balance. We're talking to various people involved with this event and involved with Balance. And now we're joined by Kat Peaver, a client of Balance for Blind Adults. Kat, thanks for coming on and joining us. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. So uh, you are speaking at the event tonight, but and I don't want to get give too much of that speech away and of your story, but how long have you been uh, involved with Balance's services and just being a part of that Balance community? I actually sought service in March of this year. Okay, so quite new. And uh, yes, quite new. I was... Uh, really pleasantly surprised. I assumed that once uh, I had made a request for service that I'd have to wait for an intake and an assessment and all that. And they did the assessment literally right away. And I had immediate access to the things that I needed. Wow. That's uh, amazing. And you know what? When living in Toronto, that's a big thing, a big question that everybody has when, you know, you are finally ready to reach out or uh, when that call or something comes your way and you say, okay, maybe I want to reach out for some uh, support. How long do I have to wait for that support? What's that support going to look like? Were all those questions answered for you? Yes, they were. And they were answered in a very warm and compassionate manner. Yeah. I was also uh, really in crisis and really frightened, actually, to ask for help. Uh, so right away, I felt reassured. I felt comforted. And I felt like I wasn't alone anymore. Right. Uh, because sometimes we're not ready for that help. We talk to a lot of different individuals uh, here on AMI-audio, on Kelly and Company, on Live from Studio 5. And sometimes you're ready and you do the reaching out. And other times you you aren't ready yet or you're hesitant to reach out for support because you're not sure if you're even at that level what that looks like for you. Funnily enough, it was the travel trainer at the TTC Accessibility Program that kind of clued me in that I really needed help with my vision impairment. Mm. She saw how I was getting around and uh, she basically said, you really need some orientation mobility training. Right. And I grew up with a lot of internalized ableism, felt guilty that I couldn't really be a blind person because I had some usual usable vision and uh, that people like me shouldn't be using a cane. But I'll tell you, once I got that training, my confidence in moving around has improved. Um, I have less falls. I have less episodes of vertigo. I really wish that I'd had orientation mobility training years and years ago. Hmm. So have you had so a visual... for anybody listening? Yeah. Sorry? I was just for curious if you've had a visual listening? impairment your whole life. 
Yes, I was born visually impaired, okay. but uh, born in a remote community. My parents didn't understand, and none of us really got any help sorting it out. So um, here I am halfway through my life, yeah. and I wish I'd done this years ago. You know, and it's uh, interesting that you say that because I myself have had a visual impairment my whole life as well. But um, And sometimes it's easier to kind of grasp the kind of help that you would need if you didn't have vision loss up until a, a certain point in your life. But if you've had it all your life, it's a totally different journey in the sense that you still go through phases of reaching out, right, or understanding your visual impairment in yourself. Yes. Yeah, that's that's true. And, I mean, in my younger days, any contact I had with my visually impaired peers, um, I thought, well, I'm functioning better than everybody else, so I really don't belong here. Right. And uh, And reconnecting through the group programs at Balance and sitting down once more with my visually impaired pe- peers, I'm actually learning a lot better coping skills by... Uh, them sharing their experiences with me. Mm-hmm. So that peer support is as important as all the, the technical support you get when it comes to either mobility or independent living or technology. Oh, totally. And I mean, that can even happen in a recreational situation. Right. Um, you're still learning things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when it comes to social support, as well. Uh, do you find that balance plays a huge role for you specifically and personally in that aspect? Definitely, because I find when I'm interacting with my uh, sighted peers, they often don't get little things like, I can't find my seat. I need help finding a chair. And they see me reading things. And to a lot of people that aren't you know, don't have experience dealing with visually impaired people, you're either blind or you're sighted. Right. And, you know, actually most of us have some degree of usable vision. So it's confusing to people. And because of my own internalized ableism, I really haven't in the past been able to properly ask for help and to verbalize what my needs are and what my capabilities are to people. Exactly. Uh, So interacting with visually impaired peers who are more savvy, and that includes the balance, some of the balance staff themselves. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's been quite an education, and it's really turned my world around. That's amazing to hear, Kat, and I'm sure that uh, so many other people, clients of Balance and other people listening in are thinking the exact same, going through those moments where you find yourself or you chip away at that internalized ableism just because there's people to talk to and people to be honest and ask for help and and all this kind of different support uh, is out there. So thank you so much for sharing a bit about yourself with us and uh, really looking forward to catching up and talking more with you. Mm, me too. All Thanks right. so much. We uh, talked to Kat Peaver, client of Balance for Blind Adults, and this is an AMI-audio live broadcast featuring the Balance for Blind Adults event, An Evening in the Key of B. I'm Kelly McDonald from uh, AMI Audio's Kelly and Company, and very honored tonight to be standing up here talking to all of you, uh, but really it's because I was in the back trying to hype up the uh, artists, and they said, Kelly, go go on, your your jokes are terrible, get up front. (laughs) So I'm trying some of them out on you. 
Um, really thank everybody for joining us wherever you may be. We have people listening in around the country as well on AMI-audio. Uh, if you're uh, out there, uh, thank you very much for listening in at AMIAudio.ca, of course. Um, we're going to have a really great time tonight during this broadcast and uh, this whole show for you, ladies and gentlemen. So we, we really hope that uh, as the night goes on, any of you that feel so inclined please go to uh, balancefba.org to maybe make a little donation. We, we really appreciate that. A big thanks to the Al Green Theatre, of course, uh, and uh, Miles Nadal, JC, making this space available to us. We also would like to acknowledge the diversity of the first peoples of this area. The Miles Nadal, JC, uh, is in the dish uh, of one spoon territory, which is a treaty between the Anishinaabe, Mississaugas, and uh, Haudenosaunee. This bounds them to share the territory, protect the land, and we are grateful to uh, have the opportunity to live, work, and meet on this territory. We honor these people as stewards of this land, builders of communities, and shepherds and keepers of culture. We seek to collaborate, create, and join together in the spirit of reconciliation. So, uh, you know, at this point comes the commercial. Do, 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 do. Time to acknowledge the sponsors, folks. Uh, be, alongside you, this, uh, this night wouldn't be possible without them. They are AMI, Accessible Media Inc., Novartis Canada, Scotiabank, and Sun Life Financial. Uh, also, a special thank you to, to uh, Hold Note Magazine for some very uh, valuable free space they gave us to promote this event. We're going to talk about balance throughout the night and the connection that most of us on stage have with balance. For myself, I started to work in Toronto for Accessible Media Inc. Uh, almost, uh, almost 20 years ago. And a few years in, somebody said to me, hey, balance would like a favor. I said, oh, wow, who, who's balance? <laughs> I didn't know much about balance then. I had friends, of course, in the blind community who uh, knew very well and had experienced balance and what services they were offering. They asked me to be MC at an event. I had really not done any of that. And they said, well, how much, how much do you charge? <laughs> how much? Well, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Why? Well, I don't know if I'm any good. You what? Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, sure, I just, you know, I would like to give it a try. Sure, it would be a first. Well, Kelly, that would be awesome. So because of balance, you poor people have to put up with me this evening. Um, I'd like to invite uh, Peter Burke from Accessible Media Inc. to uh, join me to uh, bring on our first artist this evening who is spectacular. I had the privilege of listening to her earlier tonight and these uh, ladies are going to be tremendous. So if Peter Burke could come on up and do the, uh, the honors. I'm just going to have to adjust the mic a little bit. Slight, slight difference between us, Kelly. <laughs> uh, good evening. Uh, it is my distinct uh, pleasure to be here this evening and to represent AMI. AMI is a proud sponsor both of Balance as well as this evening's festivities, uh, which look to be, from the crowd we've already got here, going to be a tremendous success. Uh, AMI shares a lot of uh, 
uh, in common with balance. Our mission as an organization, as a media company, is to entertain, inform, and empower blind and partially sighted Canadians. And we do that through the creation of great original content across all of our channels, whether that's AMI-audio, AMI-TV, AMI-TLA, on our on, on, and on our on-demand platforms like our website, our, our mobile app on AMI-TV, or AMI. And we really believe that organizations like Balance provide a vital service to this community. And this evening is a terrific opportunity for us to sort of celebrate what Balance does and really celebrate the artists that are performing this evening. So it is indeed my pleasure to introduce our first performer and artist this evening, Susanna McCleary. <laughs> Susanna McCleary was born in England where she attended the Royal National College for the Blind before moving to Canada and attending the W. Ross MacDonald School. Training first as a classical violinist, she became interested in traditional fiddle styles, including Scottish, Irish, Quebecois, Métis, Klezmer, and Cape Breton, studying with Anne Letterman and others in Canada, as well as with traditional fiddlers in the UK and Ireland. She has also played with JCC's Klezmer group under Eric Stein, as well as studying in London with Alana Kravitz of the London Klezmer Quartet. Susanna learns by ear, and her repertoire currently numbers thousands of tunes. Susanna is accompanied by her mother, Dorothy Delval. Dorothy teaches music at York University and is a long-standing keyboard player and improviser in various styles. Please enjoy. Thank you. Thank you, Peter, for that wonderful introduction. Hello and welcome. It's a real pleasure to be here at this fundraiser for, for Balance, uh, with whom we've had uh, about a 20-year connection. Susanna benefited from Balance when we first uh, moved back to Toronto from England. Um, and we're very aware of how much work they do for visually impaired adults, and it's, 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 it's wonderful to be here. Um, we have kind of a short taster menu uh, for you uh, tonight. Um, you may not be aware that Tuesday night is Klezmer night here at the JCC, and Peter mentioned Eric Stein. Susanna, of course, played in Eric's group, and we're going to do some tunes uh, that Eric transcribed for the group. Um, just briefly, um, we're going to start with a set of three dance tunes. Um, most of the Klezmer repertoire, if you're not familiar with it, is taken from recordings. You have to transcribe it. Um, and a lot of these were made in the early part of the 20th century, the beginning of recording. So the first one is a Hora, Hora Maracini, which recorded in 1929. Um, then there's a, another one called the Wise Man's Song, Dem Sadix Zemmerl. And thirdly, Kotinskaya, uh, named after the name of Kotin in Ukraine, um, and recorded by the then famous Belfs Romanian Orchestra in 1912. Uh, they were neither Romania or in Romania, uh, in Romania or in Romania, but that was the name they were given. And that last one is a clapping dance. It's called a patch dance, um, and you'll hear probably when you're supposed to clap. Um, after that set, which we're going to run together, um, we're going to play the, uh, one of the most famous and haunting klezmer tunes. It's not really a dance, but a prayer. It's called Yisneku.
Uh, we have something a little more upbeat for you, uh, but I, we didn't want to miss the chance to play that beautiful, beautiful song. Um, we move west to England for two English country dance tunes. Uh, Suzanne and I have been playing uh, these tunes to the dance community here for about 15 years, um, and we knew a lot of tunes before that. The ones we're playing tonight are a bit unusual. By, they're by um, a 20th century composer called Pat Shaw, Patrick Shaw, um, who rather cleverly thought of uh, mixing traditional uh, English style with ragtime, and he composed the dances as well as the music. Um, I can't think of any other composer who did anything quite so original. Uh, so we have two of his rags, the Levi Jackson rag, and it's not actually a person, well, it was a person, there was a, well, a national park named after Levi Jackson, apparently, and um, the American Husband. we'd close with some Canadiana, some uh, tunes from Cape Breton and Scotland. Uh, the first one is uh, called My Cape Breton Home, which is a very famous tune by Jerry Holland, who died about 10 years ago. He's a famous Cape Breton fiddler, and this is uh, one of his most beautiful tunes. Um, we uh, follow that with a lively Scottish Strathspey, which actually dates from 70s, 80s, 70s, 90s, written by um, a dance master, dancing master, fiddler and uh, composer called uh, John Bowie. 
And, and we, we close with an old Cape Breton favorite, which is the West Mabu Reel.
Amazing. Please, ladies and gentlemen, can we give another applause for Dorothy and, of course, Susanna. Now, I'd also like to ask them to come back out here because Deborah Gold here, Executive Director of Balance, would like to present them with a little thank you. I'm going to, of course, ask Deborah to stay up here as well. And we remind any of you listening in online or anyone who would like to make a donation, balancefba.org. Now, I'm going to turn the floor over to Deborah here. I have to lower it again so that you can all hear me. Well, yes, that's my name. I'm Deborah Gold. I'm the Executive Director of Balance for Blind Adults, and it is my uh, great pleasure to be here tonight um, to welcome you on behalf of Balance. Wait, no, because of Balance. <laughs> Some of you are familiar with our campaign called Because of Balance, and it launches tonight. Our clients consistently tell us that we are unique, compassionate, and patient, that we take our time to teach them what they need to know in order to be more independent, and that we make a real difference in their lives. This concert was planned so that we could have an opportunity to inform the wider Toronto community about who we are. A small but mighty organization with only eight full-time staff providing service across the city of Toronto to people who are blind or living with sight loss in their homes, neighborhoods, and community settings just like the one we're in right now, the Miles Nadal JCC. We're also involved in important collaborative health care and advocacy work on behalf of our clients. Tonight is indeed the launch of our phenomenally successful annual fundraising campaign called Because of Balance. <clears throat> our goal for the first campaign in 2018 was a modest $5,000, and I'm pleased to tell you that that year, last year, we raised over $15,000, which went... And in a small organization like ours, I'm also pleased to tell you that all of that funding, all of those funds go directly to fund our group programming, um, the activities that we run outside of what's funded by the ministry. Thank you. And just so you know, it doesn't matter how much you raise. Oh, sorry. Um, it doesn't matter how much anyone raises who might want to volunteer to be a volunteer fundraiser for us. Um, because every little bit helps with our organization. This campaign also has another huge impact besides raising money. It raises incredible amounts of awareness about balance. How does it do that? Very quickly, all we do is ask our clients to tell their stories, completing the sentence, because of balance, online or through email or verbally or on the telephone or a handwritten note to their families and friends. They do that and say, because of balance, I'm able to do X. And they ask their family and friends to help support us. It's a peer-to-peer -peer campaign that has a huge impact, as I said, on awareness as well as fundraising. Um, uh, 
I need to tell you some other things. <laughs> I'm just looking at, yes, okay, good. A few months ago, we approved our new logo. And you have the, the letter B is uh, on you as a sticker. That's the first letter of our new logo, which is our name. It remains Balance for Blind Adults. And that, you may be able to tell, is a B in the shape of a heart. So if you didn't notice that, that's what it is. You turn it one way, it looks like a heart. And you turn it another way, it looks like a bee. And uh, we are that little organization with the big heart. I wanted to show you this uh, special item tonight, but I didn't, so pretend I'm holding it. I'm going to show it to you later. If you come to the reception, I'll show it to you. It's attached to the speaker gifts. It is a, a signature guide. And how many know what a signature guide is? How many don't know what a signature guide is? Right. So blind people often use what's called a signature guide to sign important documents because many things are still not accessible to them. And if they go into a bank or they need to sign forms with the government, they need to sign in a straight line. They'll use what's called a signature guide. Our, normally, those are made of plastic and they can slide into your wallet. Our newly branded signature guides are made of leather. They are very classy. And they are embossed with our name. They say balance, beautifully embossed. So when you hold, when you're a blind person holding a balance signature guide, you get to present it with panache <laughs> and class. And you, you, you whisk it out of your pocket and you say, where do I sign? And it's got elegance. So we wanted to thank um, Victor Irvine, who uh, is a friend of ours who um, is blind, um, for the idea. And his son, Scott Irvine of Brave Leather, for donating uh, all of our signature guides that were produced this evening and into the future. So I like to say they're, they're custom designed, they're customized, uh, and they're unique to balance, just like our programs and services are customized and individualized. So now I want to introduce um, one of our clients, Kat Peaver. I will let her tell her own story, but we thought it would be nice for you to hear a story tonight that is an example of the types of stories people tell during our campaign and all year long when they talk to us. I don't think I have to adjust the microphone. <laughs> if my story has a title, I would call it The Cat That Came In From The Cold. I was born with a visual disability. My parents did not cope very well with that. Consequently, by age 18, only then did educational authorities have the ability to tell me that I was legally blind and that I could get some help for that. Unfortunately, by then, I had internalized ableism so deeply that I could accept help only reluctantly, with a great deal of guilt, feeling like I really didn't deserve any help because I had partial vision. I did well. For years, I did well. I got myself an education, and I built a career that I'm really proud of. Then I got sick, I developed other issues with balance and mobility that 
ended my uh, career, and I'm no longer able to work. Since that point, though, I started experiencing an increasing disconnect between me and the rest of the world. I developed visual disturbances that made it difficult to use the vision that I have. I experienced a bout of temporary deafness that made me lose something that I didn't even know I had until it was gone. The ability to hear the shape of the world around me, otherwise known as echolocation. It was really scary getting around after that. Uh, <sighs> Sorry. It was quite upsetting. I experienced falls. I injured myself. I got incredibly frustrated at my inability to get keys into locks, the inability to read print on packages, labels, signs, and to navigate the internet. Finally, the last straw for me was I experienced an AODA violation followed by a bout of bullying when I objected to how I was being treated. And that left me so overwhelmed, so alone and isolated and despondent that I finally had to admit that I really needed help. So I went to the library and I got online and I discovered balance for blind adults. When I called, I expected I'd get on a waiting list and I'd have to wait for an intake and I'd have to wait for service. But to my surprise, the warm and friendly person who answered the phone did my intake interview right away, which allowed me to get immediate access to some really helpful interventions. I started off by getting some long overdue orientation mobility training, learning cane techniques, and I now comfortably and confidently walk with two canes. I got some counseling, which I really needed. It helped me to start recognizing my own internalized ableism. I got to be with my peers, and from this, I began to understand that these experiences are not mine alone, that we all experience things like this. And I also learned some coping skills for when these things happened. I learned from the technology coaches at Balance how to access technology uh, using accessibility features. And I also learned, to my great surprise, that visually impaired people can use smartphones. And I look forward to getting some more training from Balance on how to do this as soon as I acquire one for myself. I'm looking forward to that. In short, because of balance, I got to turn my whole world around. Because of balance, my quality of life, my mobility, and my confidence is improved significantly. Because of balance, I'm more engaged with the world than I've been for years. And I can't tell you how good that feels. So please, support balance. Get your friends and family to support balance so that balance can continue to help our community, to help people like me to live a better life. Thank you. Okay, the story you just heard is an example of the way the campaign works. We um, invite people to sign up now when you get home if you want to be a fundraiser or form a team and tell your friends. We already have 22 fundraisers signed up for tonight's launch and more are welcome. 
There are two ways you can become a fundraiser for this campaign. Either call our office and talk to Radka, who's waving in the corner, or go online to the Canada Helps, our, our friendly intake coordinator, Radka, um, to the Canada Helps website, search Because of Balance 2019, and sign up as a fundraiser on your own um, through the internet by joining as an individual. If you have questions about storytelling, about sharing through technology, about how we teach people, all of our staff are here tonight, and I want to thank them for all of the hard work, many weeks of hard work leading up to tonight. Um, if you have stories, questions about the campaign or about balance, just find one of us um, by asking around at the reception on the third floor after the concert. I have two wrap-up things to do. One is to give a huge thank you to all of the volunteers helping out here tonight. We have 10 volunteers and two students. My, and to my staff, who have worked tirelessly, as I said, for weeks leading up to this. In particular, I want to give a shout-out to Radka, who it seems has at least two heads. The one we see and the one that is organizing everything behind the scenes that you don't see and eight arms, um, which are always busy. Thank you so much, Radka, for keeping us going all the way. And for working side by side with me uh, during this time as we worked up to the event. Finally, we do have a door prize this evening, and some lucky winner here in the audience um, gets to take it home. How do we know who you are? Well. Radka's idea, actually. Braille, as you know, is what? It's a code. And there is one sticker that one of you here has that is brailled with the word balance. So if you have your sticker, take a sec to check your sticker. And if you have the one with the tiny bumps on it, you are our winner. If you are our winner, can you wave? Shout so that Radka can bring you your gift, which is a huge basket of chocolates. So, does anyone know if they have a, a balance sticker on that has the tiny little braille bumps? We did braille one, and we know we gave it to somebody. Uh-oh. What are we going to do if this doesn't work? Somebody has it. Maybe they're shy. Oh, the volunteer who gave it out is looking for the person who has it now. They, they feel like, they feel a little bit rough. It's not a smooth piece of paper on your sticker. If, if you've got the braille bumps, you're, you're the only one. So you all get to check them out. Oh, some people are still looking for their stickers, Elizabeth. <laughs> one of my staff, Elizabeth, is still looking for it. Where did I stick that damn thing? Okay, we're going to figure this out, but we're going to let Michael come on. Uh, we need to wrap up. Uh, so we'll figure this out and get the door prize to somebody at the reception on the third floor. Okay. Thank you very much. Deborah Gold, and we thank everyone. Let's give everybody at Balance, please, an applause, folks. And I'm going to ask Michelle McQuig to stay up here. That's who this lady is, chair of the balance board. Michelle, I'm going to let you step up to the microphone just to your left a bit. Got right here. There you Thank go. You. Wow, you are tall. Oh, that's exaggeration. <laughs>
Everyone, thank you so very much for coming tonight. Uh, we can't tell you how much we appreciate everyone's time and support of what I suspect you've all come to realize is a really special organization. Balance has a vision of creating a more open world for people who are living with blindness or with vision loss. And we do that through the programs we create that you heard about much more eloquently than I could possibly describe earlier. But the fact that you're here tonight to help contribute to that work means a great deal to us all. So thank you very much for taking the time. Thanks as well to Michael and to Susanna for contributing their talent and making this evening possible in the first place. I also wanted to extend some thanks to our sponsors who also helped make this evening possible. Our thanks to Novartis Canada, to Sun Life Financial, to Scotiabank, and particular thanks to Accessible Media Inc., not just for their support of this evening, but for all of the work that they have put into helping Balance along in, in past years. They've been a tireless, very generous supporter, and we're terribly grateful for all that they've done and for helping to share this music to a wider audience tonight. And I would really, really be remiss if I did not thank Executive Director Deborah Gold and the Balance staff who have, they say tirelessly, they meant it. They've been at this for weeks. So our thanks to, to from, from all of the Board of Directors to the entire Balance staff for making this happen. I would be happy to do that. And of course, I would be remiss without mentioning Kelly McDonald. And uh, after this litany of names, you're probably hoping we can meet everyone, which of course you absolutely can. There is a reception upstairs, and uh, Deborah, I'm sure, will give us all clearer directions on that. But we'd love to see everybody there. Uh, please don't hesitate to come chat us up. Uh, even if we can't see, if anyone's wearing name tags, we can't see them, just come up and introduce yourself. We're just wrapping up an evening um, in the key of balance. This is a benefit concert and fundraiser. And, of course, the launch of the Because of Balance campaign. This is an AMI Audio Live broadcast. And, of course, you can go to balancefba.org to donate and to support this wonderful organization based here in the greater Toronto area. We heard music from Susanna McCleary, traditional and klezmer fiddler, accompanied by Dorothy DeVell, who is a pianist. The featured musician was Michael, Michael Arnowit, who is a uh, jazz and classical pianist and composer. Our reception accompanist will be guitarist Tony Rossi. Special guest exclusive interviews will be on the AMI Audio Live podcast, which you can listen to. We feature Doug Poirier, assistive technology instructor slash information technology coordinator for Balance for Blind Adults, Anita Laurinaitis, certified orientation and mobility instructor for Balance, and Kat Peaver, a client of Balance, who we heard from earlier in the event. A special shout out to Kelly McDonald, Master of Ceremonies at the event and the host of Kelly and Company on AMI Audio. Matt Agnew was the audio technician here on site with me. And Sam Robinson was audio teching at the AMI headquarters. And a special thanks also to Deborah Gold, Executive Director at Balance, for helping us put this whole broadcast together and supplying us with the information we need. Janice Davidson Presick was Communication Department uh, Coordinator for us. And a special shout out to Al. 
Green Theater at the Miles Nadell Community Jewish Community Center. Paula Denine is the technical supervisor for AMI Audio, and Andy Frank is our manager. On behalf of everyone who put this broadcast together, I'm Ramia Muthan, co-host of Kelly and Company. Have a great evening. We'll be off to our reception. This is an AMI Audio live broadcast. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Shaun of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.